Good morning and welcome to episode 52 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for being here today. Guys, I'm loving seeing those reviews. Thank you so much for the kind words. Please keep those coming. I love reading them. I love seeing them. Now let's get into it. Today's guest. Today's guest is Jack Hollins, joining us from London, England. He is a professional sign writer. Now, sign writing is this really cool merger between the worlds of art and painting, but also the graphic design and typography inspirations. So Jack tells us about how he's always been influenced by type and always been inspired and fascinated by type. But Jack also tells us about how he originally wanted to get into psychology, but thankfully he didn't because he does some brilliant sign painting work. Now, Jack originally didn't know what creative career he wanted to get into, but he tells us about the moment um, that influenced him in the direction of sign painting and the moment that his the career direction of sign painting just ignited and it totally confirmed it for him. I'm not going to tell any more about his story because he tells it way better than I do. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Jack Hollins. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Jack. How are you today? Um, good, thank you. It's coming up to the evening now. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, <laughs> at like eight thirty in the morning here, and you're uh, you're half four. Yeah, yeah. There you go. A little bit later in the day. Well, if you're ready for the interview, I'm ready to go. Always ready. Awesome. Well, briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Um, I'm Jack Hollands, and I'm a sign writer in London, over in England. Um, yeah, I've been painting signs since 2012, sort of full time, every waking minute, and I've always loved lettering, and this is sort of the perfect embodiment of a career involved in painting letters. Perfect. And how many signs do you think you've painted to date? Oh, it's got to be thousands now. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. Every day you're out painting, so every day is a new job, and so I don't know, six, seven years of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tallies up. As I travel through London, like you, you just go any any road or anything you're like oh look there's one there's one there's one it's really fun oh, good to cool. see them all out in the open yeah plenty of work there then yeah i think there's more and more people who come to london for the work but i think there's work like anywhere yeah um yeah i think if you get skilled enough in anything there's work got it so i want to go back even further than the 2012 when you started you know painting signs um doing the sign painting stuff what was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood and, and what made it that way? Do you think that led you to this career path? Um, yeah, I never, I always, I like this question and um, I put a lot of thought into it. Isn't it. See how much your childhood influences your future. And right now we've got a little girl and we're looking at different nurseries and types of schooling. Um, and I always remember having a house that, was really crafty and that my mum would have us, you know, drawing and painting and making things and mm-hmm. be really hands-on creative. Um, 
and my most of my family's creative so yeah i think that that environment does help you nurture any talents or interest in in creativity definitely so, yeah so yeah, you, as long as i've been alive i've been sort of drawing or creating i think yeah mm-hmm. so so was there a moment in your childhood where you felt that, um, you know, was the the moment that pointed you in this direction or, or the, the catalyst to you to getting into the design field? Um, growing up, I think, in school and maybe other family members, like none of my family members, like my mum never followed a creative career. My dad didn't. Um, so it's never been pushed to be creative i didn't know anyone who had a creative job just that kind of creative nature Mm -hmm. so career-wise it was never it it was it was a dream i wanted to be like a concept artist for video games when i was a young teenager um but it was never seen as a an actual career like a tangible one it was always a kind of oh wouldn't that be cool but I was had my head down, sort of, to go down a psychology route, be a psychologist or something like that. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, did you get into schooling for psychology, or was it sort of before schooling you made the change? Um, I did it only up until A levels, which is until you're 18, mm-hmm. and then I decided to just start working really. And I was doing carpentry, so alongside that, I was I did. Um, like carpentry and joinery working on building sites and I didn't find enough creativity in that for for like job satisfaction Mm -hmm. and and then I went off to university a bit later in life but not late I mean I was was 20 or something 21 when I went to uni so it was a few years after everyone else in the class but um, I sort of approached it more with a career in mind I didn't know what career I didn't really I didn't even know like what graphic design was when I signed up for for doing that mm-hmm. but uh yeah I, I just I, I wanted to please that creative nature in myself and I hadn't satisfied that yet got it so you had sort of a creative itch to speak uh to speak to or to deal with and yeah. the design program at university you know felt you know you're gonna find something within that course that's going to scratch that itch for you yeah i've always liked um traveling and the idea of maybe living somewhere else in the world so like australia or canada or somewhere like that and i thought well having a degree would be better give me better chances of getting into a country and into a better <laughs> job so yeah. i was like well you know if, if you don't if you don't educate yourself and get qualifications and things you're pretty much stuck on the bottom rung of any ladder Got so it. I thought, ah, I'll go and get a creative degree if I'm going to bother getting one. And um, I did an art foundation, which was a taster of lots of different, um, you do like a few weeks on a different subject, so like Mm -hmm. illustration or 3D design or fashion and graphic design. And then you choose which one you want to do as a degree, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so it's interesting because sign writing is almost – a merger of a few different worlds where you have the graphic design, the typography, but also, um, you know, hand lettering elements and, um, and painting involved. Yeah. As well. It's it's quite a physical job. Yeah. So it so kind you, of relates to the contracting, um, sort of building side of things. Yeah. So you kind of got this, you know, mix of creative 
um, different creative genres all in yeah. there and everything's a bit different. Um, so do you, do you feel that you had a sort of a passion for type and typography going through that, that early days of university? Always throughout my whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. living in London, we'd always like from I don't know, the age of seven or 10 or something, we, I'd be drawing all like graffiti and stuff. My older brother was really into graffiti. Mm-hmm. So every night in the evenings, we'd just be sketching out different like graffiti things on on paper so it's always letters like everything i've always drawn is pretty much letters um and some of my other earliest memories are like making shapes all 3d with my granddad mm-hmm. like drawing them all 3d so always making your letters like 3d that's like a really classic effect God. so yeah yeah so perfect what the question was now but yeah <laughs> No, I like where we went with it, though. So I'm then I'm interested to see how this next question ties into a couple of the um, different inspirational points in your creative journey so far. But what has been the most influential design um, or creative piece or art of your life so far? The 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 bit that sort of pivoted me um, in one solid direction to sign writing, which really did change my life was a film about uh, David Adrian Smith who lives in England as well. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was going into my final year of university and I'd had a motorbike crash. So oh, I was, no. I was in a crutch. I couldn't walk for the whole of the summer. And I decided I didn't really enjoy the design world. I'd done some work experience in some design studios mm-hmm. And I, I didn't enjoy sitting at a computer and being in a design studio. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of I was, I was sort of a bit bit down really at the time. And then I came across a video made by Danny Cook. He's actually making a new video on Dave right now. And I watched it about three in the morning. Just stumbled across it from a link that someone had put on DeviantArt, and his work just like blew my mind. And I was like, wow, that is, I didn't think that was a job or that you could do that as a job. And he was, he humbly said in the video that he thinks he's got the best job in the world. And I was looking at it thinking like, yeah, that looks like the best job in the world. I didn't know that was a job. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do that as a job. And then I sent him a message and now we're really good friends. Uh, so yeah, it's that, that video by Danny Cook on the work of Dave Smith is as a piece of art or about his art that's changed my life more than anything else. That's cool. So it wasn't really a a sort of a specific design um, that was influential, but just realizing and and seeing, you know, what career opportunity is to get out of that agency field, but still keep that creative, that creative nature and create. Yeah. Yeah, It ticks all the boxes. Yeah. In more of a physical format than, sitting down yeah, creating definitely got it so are there any and i think you might actually answered this question already but is there a designer um or hand letter or a brand that you look up to or closely follow um i'm influenced by just so much of the historic work around london mm-hmm. so there's lettering everywhere and i i love seeing all the distinct character between different cultures and places that 
come through in the lettering. Mm-hmm. So I'll turn off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for, for me, it's like the history of English lettering is most inspiring. That's cool. Um, yeah, so it's not like one person or anything. It's like a, a collective effort of a country. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah influenced by the collective yeah. efforts of a country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. There you go. That's great. So I've got a, the next few questions here sort of take you down a little bit of history where you maybe made some mistakes, maybe learned some lessons. And I want to share those lessons with the listeners. Um, but I promise I turned the bus around at the end and we end in a happy spot. Yeah. Um, What's been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Um, I think university was probably the most challenging part of the design life because it seems so impossible to, to find what you want to do or to get into a good career or everything. Like nothing felt tangible or like, uh, within your reach at all Mm -hmm. um so i think that was the most challenging time is trying to find out who i wanted to be as a creator or a designer Mm -hmm. so but as as soon as i found out who it was i want to be and what i want to do it's all been pretty straightforward it's just i don't know you just go at it with so much passion that nothing can stop you but Mm -hmm. with without having that uh, that focus or that direction that was the most challenging bit is you just lacked the drive but now I've got so much drive mm-hmm. so to get through it until that moment where you realized oh my gosh that's what I've been looking for yeah and how did you get through that did you just keep your head down and power through keep working uh, hard I, th- I think always through my life I've always sort of um, avoided the thing that I don't like mm-hmm. so I always try and tell this to people if they're trying to find that direction. It's just like, try anything, try whatever you want. And as soon as you realize what you don't like, or if you don't like it, just change it for something else, change your job, change what you're doing, change what you're looking at, change what you're being around, and then figure out the bits that you do like by finding out what you don't like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I always try and think like, you don't know what your favorite career is or or anything like that. So just try different things. And if you're not happy, then do something about it. Cause that's, you're the only one that's going to be able to quit that job or, or do whatever, you know? So Got yeah. it. that's good advice for sure. Yeah. Just be brave enough to change your own direction. Mm-hmm. So in this sign writing field, I'm curious to hear uh, about this kind of a story, but take us to a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Um, it's so straightforward painting signs, really. So everything's kind of always agreed beforehand. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, touch wood, I've not really failed a project or had anything go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's always like, in a in a physical trade like this. So someone, there's like a little saying in a book or something that it said like the professional just knows how to get out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, when you're still learning and f- trying to figure out all the ways to get out of trouble, yeah. that's the hardest bit. So, you know, like in the first time you do gilding or something, all the gold can stick to the background and like it's a complete disaster where you don't know your materials or anything like that. And, and it definitely leads to disasters. <laughs> That only happens a few times before you quickly realize you need to know 
exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And luckily, it's such an old trade and craft that there's loads of books on it or, or videos and advice and people to ask questions. So that wasn't like I, I didn't let things go wrong because I've just made sure I've learned or been able to ask the right people beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sign painting is all about planning ahead. Yeah, so, so there isn't really a specific project that, that sort of went off the rails for you, but it's just sort of overall, like, there's going to be pain at the beginning while you are figuring out, you know, that how to get out of trouble. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And embrace it because it's a learning opportunity. Yeah, it's all a learning curve. <laughs> Perfect. What is, um, what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now? Um. Something that's always been important to me and that um, is especially hard right now with a 17-month-old child is mm-hmm. balancing time. Um, I've always wanted a family and I've, it's always been important to me. So I've always wanted to be able to control my hours and, and not overwork. Um, and that was one thing that really bummed me out when I started working in like doing work experience at design studios is I'd talk to everyone there and say, like, are you happy? Have you got a family? Have, do you see them much? And they're like, oh, no, I never see my family. I'm working at all the, all the time, but the mm-hmm. money's great. And I was like, well, I don't care about earning good money or anything or working on a fancy job. I just want to have enough money and see a family and provide for them. So, yeah, that's that's um, been the hardest bit is trying to always balance working loads and focusing mm-hmm. on your career and so much stuff that I want to do, but you can't physically fit everything in with certain amount of hours a day mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's the hardest bit so it's almost a, a lesson that you learn from practice but it's, it's patience and understanding that you may have these 10 different things that you want to accomplish but you yeah. can't do them all right now yeah you just can't do everything so just trying to just find a nice balance of everything a happy balance yeah and figure out what's important to you so mm-hmm. yeah so with this next question, I'm curious to see if you have a favorite or something that sticks out, um, you know, most prominent for you. But tell us about a project that you've been a part of that you're the most proud of, the one that makes your heart sing or is sort of the biggest um, design feather in your cap, the biggest project feather. Um, I've done a really recent one for for Mulberry, which is a like a brand over here that sell like handbags that, that was a really cool one but I, I don't think i can talk too much about that yet but the one that really is sort of sentimental and valuable to me was doing a job for that dave smith had passed on who i talked about earlier and when i met dave he for the first time he came to london to drop off some amazing panels um in the second smallest museum in london but <laughs> they've now moved and it's it's all about gin so this nice. This, this company called Portobello Road Gin. Okay. And um, Portobello Road is a really famous, everyone sort of comes to visit that. It's in Notting Hill. Okay. And it's got like 100,000 tourists a weekend that go through. Wow. And Dave was too busy to do this project for them again this time. So he, he forwarded my details to the owner of the, the place. And they've, they'd bought this huge pub across the street. And it's right on the main Portobello Road. And it's like three or four stories high. And it had this really great corner panel for a sign, which like lots of old pubs had. Mm -hmm. And 
we got to design and guild and paint this massive sign. It was on like five stories of scaffolding, um, loads of gold, everything like that. And we just had two days to design it. And then I painted it in three days. And I got to work with my friend Ash Willerton, who lives in the north of the country in, mm-hmm. in Newcastle. So that was like a, a huge highlight and like an honor and really sentimental project to me. So, yeah, that's got to be the best one. That's cool. And it sounds like a really cool display. Where could people go to online to, to get a, a view of that, to see that work? Sometimes I have a cheeky scroll through Instagram at hashtag Portobello Road and then see how many tourists and stuff have posted pictures of the sign because they do a lot. <laughs> like, that's cool. Know, yeah. And that's Portobello Road? Yeah, Portobello Road. Awesome. It's, it's on my website as well, signwritingjack.com. You can Perfect. see all the stages of painting it and stuff on there. Oh, that's cool. You documented the process. Yeah, I like to document all the process of all the signs. And it's like some projects I've done that I really want on the website, but I haven't documented all the process, so they're not even on there. Mm-hmm. So that's really annoying, but important. Yeah, definitely. So what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? Uh, the one that's sort of changed my life the most would be the Letterheads, which is a community. It's like a worldwide community. Oh, cool. And they've been going for 40 years now. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary like a year ago. And seven apprentices started it because they wanted to learn how to do sign painting. Mm -hmm. And all all the trade was sort of taking a big plummet with computers and stuff then. And it sort of grew as computers took over more and the trade sort of died off. And now there's hundreds of people that meet up from around the world to just share all the knowledge and skills with each other. Um, the last meet was in Tokyo in April. And there's another one in Porto in Portugal coming up, I think, in August. Uh, the last year was in London. And we, everyone just meets up basically for a few days and we all just sling paint and paint together. Everyone's got their own sort of niche and specialty and we all just share those skills with each other. So that, that is an amazing community. That's cool. So the letterheads, is that kind of like a spinoff of, you know, the metalheads, the heavy rockers, but we're the, we're the hand lettering group? It could have been, yeah. We're pretty hardcore. <laughs> the letterheads. That's fantastic. That yeah. sounds really cool. What a great community. Yeah, they've got a website and everything. So, Jack, it's time for the ask it forward question. So yeah. I have a question for you from our previous guest. And after you answer that you are able to ask our next guest a question. I'm not going to tell you who that guest is, but, yeah. but you get to ask him a question. Okay. So the question from my last guest is, what is your biggest fear in your career? Um, in your creative the, career, what is your biggest fear? Right now, it's sort of we're going through like a big boom where everyone is interested and, and appreciating hand lettering again Mm -hmm. and it kind of comes and goes in waves from the seams of it like looking back through history and the last time was like in the 70s there was a huge craft revival in the country Mm -hmm. and it it feels like we're kind of in that sort of era again so it's kind of that wave passing i think is a big fear and hopefully it goes on forever but i'm kind of constantly thinking when's this big wave going to end. 
you know, just sort of, I guess, planning ahead. Um, yeah. In case, should things change? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, being ready for change and being able to adapt to the change. Got it. Yeah. So, Jack, do you have a question you'd like to ask the next guest? Yeah, you can say, are you happy? Oh, just the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Are you, are you happy in life, like, with their job and everything like that? So are you happy in life and with your current design career balance? Yeah. Is is it like a, a job and life that you would want to wish on someone else, you know? Mm. Okay, so what do you want me to say if they say no? <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer that you need. Everyone can say, oh, oh I don't want to do that. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Okay, Jack, it's uh, time for the lightning round. Okay, go I for it. I have 10 really quick questions, one to two word answers. Um, one or two of them might be design related, but some of them not just uh, allow us a, another opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Quick shot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Quick shot. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, question number one, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. All right. But, but we, <laughs> we think of pancakes differently to you, but yeah, pancakes. <laughs> um, so make the sound of your favorite animal. Woof. Ah, bicycle, <laughs> bicycle or scooter? A bicycle with a motor. With a, an electric motor or a gas motor? <laughs> Combustion engine. Oh, all right. <laughs> How often do you say the word dapper? Dapper? Whenever mm. I ring my friend James. He's called Dapper Signs. <laughs> <laughs> Is he really? Dapper Signs. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So I think I know the answer to this one, but tea or coffee? Uh, tea, actually. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. of course. <laughs> but you I did s- have a coffee when we first started chatting. There you go. Um, you have to choose one, Comic Sans or Papyrus? Comic Sans, because I painted it on um, a uni wall really high up, so just to piss everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> really high up so no one else can get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's funny, this question, I think you'll relate to cause you of our conversation before I hit record here, but what is, who's your favorite Disney character, Jack? Disney character. It's gotta be Woody from uh, toy story, right? Oh like, yeah. They own yeah. it now, but yeah. Yeah. You're Disney. either in the Buzz Lightyear side or the Woody side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite carnival food? Carnival food. What would you add? Oh, I don't know. Over here, Notting Hill Carnival is like the only carnival I've been to, and they do a good jerk chicken. But jerk yeah. chicken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Even though it's early, that sounds really good. And uh, the last question I'll ask you here is, what is the last song that you listened to? I was listening to... Hold on. I can turn my phone on because I was listening to music. Um, some Mac Miller Friends, schoolboy Q. Nice. I'm going to add one more question in the end here. Um, You have to start over in your design career. Everything you have ever done, ever hand-painted, has been erased from history except for one project. What is it and why? Um, Well, it's got to be the time I painted on a coffin because that's six feet underground and no one can paint over that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna. You're gonna have to expand and tell that story just a little bit here. 
Uh, oh, it was a really weird one. So there's an architect. He wanted his own custom coffin, and he he had it really plain. It was all just a square box, like a rectangular, what was it, cuboid, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, it was just solid oak, non-painted, and he just wanted a simple black cross on it. So I helped to paint that as one of the random requests that come through the door <laughs> in, in in a morgue. So wow. Uh, weird all right well jack a paid gig is a paid gig yeah exactly do whatever jack this has been a blast man i really appreciate your time that's all the questions i got for you all right thanks a lot thanks for asking me to do this yeah no, it was awesome having you cheers thanks a lot yeah. all right thank you so much for listening to episode 52 today i really appreciate it that was jack collins a super kind bloke from london and an amazing sign painter. Check out his work at at Sign Painting Jack on Instagram because it's beautiful. Thank you. See you tomorrow.